Hey everyone, coming up, we're going to be discussing our dining review of Vivo Italian Kitchen at Universal City Walk. Uh, it was Amore, maybe? Live from the Bob Varley studio, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Episode 66 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another week of shenanery and foolishness and everything else that we do on this show. I am your host... Greg Williams. Greg Williams. And uh, joining me today is Jenny Lynn Knopp. Hello. Uh, And in the back on the controls, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Hello. I think you should say. It's me. No. I just called. I can't remember. I swear you were going to do it in falsetto. How did you miss that opportunity? He said hello. The, the I was going song. for a little Neil Diamond. Oh, I thought we were going for the Adele I song. thought we were on the Tiny Tim kick today. We're just all over. Maybe I'll do my Oh Hanukkah for you later. <laughs> Not quite there yet uh, in the holiday scheme of things. I'll but... save that for the December episode. Okay. Okay. Very <laughs> fantastic. Very good. Uh, today, yeah, we have a huge episode well, in comparison to other ones, it's like, it not huge? anything. But in terms of our excitement for it, it's a huge episode because we are talking about Vivo Italian Kitchen at uh, Universal City Waka. It's not brand new or anything at all like that, but because uh, it, it has been around for over a year now. But at the same time, too, uh, now that it's been out for a while, got its legs and bearings, we wanted to go back and do a nice little re-review of it. I don't think we actually have ever re-reviewed it on the show, but I've reviewed it in terms of text. So we wanted as to go back. As a blog post. As a blog. Uh, we wanted to do it again so we knew uh, whether or not we could recommend it for people coming in for Dizapalooza. I'd never uh, been there. And uh, just people in general who okay. still haven't made it there yet. And I think it's going to be a pretty interesting one. Wow, we got elevated inflections for that one and everything. Pretty interesting. <laughs> Pretty interesting. Yes. Yeah, that's Rhino does Tiny Tim better than you do. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really working on the falsetto, but it just, it's not happening for me. But yeah, that's going to be coming up in just a short bit. But before, uh, of course, we get to our review, we have to go over a little something called housekeeping. So housekeeping. does anyone have housekeeping today? No, bro. No. No? Well, surprise, I actually... Surprise. I never do. I know. You, you guys don't, and I'm I glad. Do, I do. I don't care what oh. you have. <laughs> I just don't care. I'm well, in the mood for you. Well, well. Don't think I'm ever in the mood for you. But, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> fantastic. So, I want to go over something very important, and... Uh, that is Beetlejuice's final day of operation oh, on yeah, December 2nd. Sweet, so Sweet dreams are made of these, huh? Oh, yes. no, don't. Um, <laughs> I didn't sing it high enough. It's Beetlejuice, it's, it's ending. It's ending. We've, we've known this, that it was coming, and it is ending. Uh, and the very last day for it, of course, is Wednesday, December 2nd. Uh, but 
finally Universal is starting to, uh, I think, get a better sense of how their fans of the parks are visiting these attractions on their final days because obviously they've had a great recent amount of closures. Uh, the amount mm-hmm. of Bill Paxton that showed for Twister was insane because I was there following Horror Nights and I walked past and I was like, everybody's in jeans and a blue shirt. And then I was like, oh. No, and the light bulb went yeah, on. Yeah, it was a little, I don't know, it's not very Did unsettling. Did you see any Helen Hunts? No. Uh, no, there were Helen Hunts. Well, I, I didn't know White tank and particularly. khaki shorts. Yeah. Basically normal dress. I got caught in a Paxton. I oh. couldn't find any hunts. Nor were you looking. Nah, bro. <laughs> That's twice I've said that. Great <laughs> 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 boy today. So, uh, for Beetlejuice, obviously, they're they're taking a different approach from it than what they did for Disaster and uh, Twister. And the rest, and they're actually making the final show for an annual pass holder exclusive. Sorry, not for an annual pass holder exclusive event. It is exclusive to annual pass holders for that very final show on Wednesday, December 2nd at 515. Interesting. That's kind of cool. That's a nice touch, I think. No, I, I think they recognize that a lot of the people who are coming to these last events are either team members or really uh really passionate annual pass holders yeah. so this is a smart event to make sure that there's none of that uh that worry about will i be in the last one if you're an annual pass holder on wednesday december 2nd uh you go to a ticket pickup location at 9 a.m the location is in the student's studio audience center in universal studios florida so that's the uh the mbc building in the gardens of Allah that's right next to cafe la bamba that is never open, so I don't know why they use that to describe as where it is. <laughs> I didn't um, even know there was a place exa- called that. Exactly. I thought it was a facade. Nope. It's actually a restaurant in there that just sits vacant. Uh, during some media events, whenever they need like overflow to like people to use the bathrooms. That's the only reason why I've been there. in there. Yeah, that's the only reason I've been in. Use the bathroom. Um but yeah, so the tickets are first come, first serve. Uh, they're giving out 1,100 annual pass holder tickets, uh, one ticket per pass holder. So unfortunately, if your friend is just visiting for the day uh, and you're the annual pass holder, they're not. Unfortunately, they won't be able to get in. This is exclusively for annual pass holders only, which can is... You- Maybe Can we you hand go. off your pass holder ticket to somebody else? I don't think so. That's in. I think it's going to be a scan thing. Yeah, that's in a lot of the, uh, typically a lot of the fine details about not giving your annual pass to anyone else or that such things. But uh, obviously, if you're going to be there and you want to see the show on the last day, there are four other show times at 11.15 a.m., 12.45 p.m., 2 o'clock p.m., 4 o'clock p.m., and then one strange one at 4 o'clock a.m., Wow. That's a... Yeah. No one's going to question that. No? You're just believing me? No. I don't know. Are you... I thought maybe it's a misprint on the side. I don't know. We don't have it open. I I said four, and then I listed off five right away, so... All right. He's pulling his leg, and we are supposed to laugh or something. I don't know if you said what you think you said. I don't know if you heard what you think you heard. (laughs) I don't. Oh, dear. But either way, uh, yes, if you are an annual pass holder, come on out to see the last show of Beetlejuice Wednesday, December 2nd. We going to go, guys? Um, I probably will not because oh, I will 
I don't want to run to Universal before the trip and then have to run back to Universal right after the trip in order to see Beetlejuice. Um, I'm fine with the last time we saw it. Uh, What if they do something special? What if they do something special? Um, Then, Rhino, please, since you don't have any involvement in the trip. I'm busy. Doesn't matter. (laughs) You already volunteered. I, uh... No. I'm busy. You're going. (laughs) I do hope to get my kids out to it at some point before it closes, but that would be more for the purpose of a blog post than anything else. I don't really think I wasn't impressed the first time. It's not much motivation to go back. No, absolutely not. But I think it's a cool little thing. So another another I, way to appreciate their annual pass well, holders. Well, that's what I like about it. I like the nod to the annual pass holders. I think that that is. Uh, that's cool of Universal to do that. I wish Disney would do more stuff like that. I know. I know. Bully to Universal. <laughs> Bully. Bully. Okay. Cool. Since I'm the only one who had housekeeping, yeah. then we can move I guess on. that means we can move on to the uh, big show. We're going to move on to our review of Vivo Italian Kitchen. So, Vivo Italian Kitchen... Uh, as I said, opened up last year as part of CityWalk's giant uh, rebranding that they went through, getting rid of some clubs and older restaurants and trying to freshen things up. And Except uh, this was an Italian restaurant before as yes, well, wasn't this it? Was also, uh, oh. This was Pasta More before it was Vivo Italian Kitchen, so it kind of worked out that it just transitioned. Um, and, you know, I, I don't remember a lot of Pasta More just because I never ate there. I ate there once. It, it was one of the ones when they, I mean, they still do this deal, the dine where you can go to the movies and get the yeah. dinner for two. And um, it was the best option of the worst. I remember that list was just terrible because it was like the NBA place. Yeah. It was it was the NASCAR place. And I was like, I guess we're going to this Italian place. So, yeah, no. And Pasta More, from what I remember, it was half quick service. And then it was also a sit down restaurant as well. So you had those two options, and in a way, it kind of transitioned over because now you have uh, basically on that first floor location right in that area, although in between the two is the cowfish entrance, but Mm -hmm. you have some uh, quick service Italian in the Mm -hmm. form of red Red. oven Mm -hmm. uh, pizza, and then cowfish entrance, and then right next to it, that's where you'll find Vivo, and that's all on that main floor that you'll have to go by if you are walking into either of the theme parks coming from the parking garages. Uh, Vivo really takes a lot of its... I want to say its attitude from like old classic Italian cooking but with a more contemporary flair at the same time. Uh, to me, the restaurant is very sleek. It's I, I don't know if I would put the words elegant in terms of it describing the interior no, because I wouldn't say elegant but maybe sophisticated. Oh, sophisticated. That's a perfect word. It is a very sophisticated mm-hmm. restaurant, but it still has a lot of touches that make it feel like an old classic Italian restaurant like for instance some of the uh, the lights in there they have like the Edison tube light bulbs and they have whisks as uh, the light, light bulbs, fixtures. and so it's, yeah. you know, it. I think that also kind of gets blended in with it in the menu, uh, 
in terms of what style of food is with the style of the restaurant. But before we get much further, uh, Rhino put together a nice little teaser mm-hmm. of everything that we saw there last night. So, Rhino, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to roll this. And for everyone who isn't watching this on YouTube and just listening, this will be available on youtube.com slash wdw info i'm just gonna give you guys a heads up too because i should have said this before the show but since it's only a tiny video please don't talk during it because i don't want to mute you fantastic all right here we go well so much for being quiet during what are you uh, what are you talking about those rhino where the heck did you find some of those sound effects that you put in there i just i'm good (laughs) It was very good. I mean, it's it's almost like they were made here live as we are going around along with it. Uh, Impossible. Impossible? Impossible. Okay. I don't know if that's Italian or not, but it doesn't matter. We're just going to rule right along with it. Confidently enough. Yeah, as you could see from uh, that video and uh, on the Instagram, the insides of Vivo is very sophisticated, almost bizarre at some points in time. So obviously there's normal tables like you would experience at uh, any restaurant. But then there's these giant caged in tables. Yeah, those, I like those, those dudes. That's cool. When I, I took my kids there once in the evening that we ate there, we got sat in one of the cage booths. And it was just a really cool place to sit little thing but it's fun makes you feel like you've got the sectioned off celebrity table or something yeah it does but it also feels like you're uh it's where the dancers come out yeah, after dark you're three quarters <laughs> of the way from being uh forced into a type of adult entertainment that i don't think everyone wants or deserves to have to be put through it's yeah, even got that I was good with it i don't know if it's subliminal messaging but the white with the black lines in the back it's very like tiger it's got some energy going on over here that said dancers to me no, it, it does. And, pasta uh, dancers. Pasta dancers. And, you know, that is interesting. But the entire restaurant's interesting. Some of the, you know, one thing that pointed out uh, really stuck in my mind in your video is uh, a lot of the words that are just randomly written on the wall. Like, uh, you cropped it off so it looked Simolina. like charcuterie, but it was supposed to be charcuterie. No, I, um, oh, did I? I'm sorry. It, yeah. <laughs> You're bad. I can, but you can see it a little. You can see the end of it yeah. in this one. Cooter. No. But uh, <laughs> sure. either way. Okay. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, yeah. He just From said. From Captain EO, yeah. of course. Yeah. That's Hooter. Oops. <laughs> That's Cooter's Not cousin. Not Cooter. <laughs> That's something different. <laughs> um, uh, so... The restaurant is, <laughs> I think it has one of the best bars, too. Uh, after we left, Here's a bar. After we left the restaurant last night, I, uh, Kylie ended up texting me and saying she wanted me to bring her dinner. So I went back and I just hung out at the bar and had uh, a nice, it was a barrel-aged uh, Manhattan. <laughs> you are still blushing. Your face is turning as red as the color of your hair. It was fantastic. Um, the... The drink was, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to review this drink, but it was a, of course, it was a barrel aged uh, Manhattan made with delicious, delicious bourbon. How it much was, was it? How much was it? It was twelve bucks, but that's, it was for bad for Manhattan. Yeah, it was at a at a theme park. Yeah, it was great. Um, I enjoyed it, and 
but yeah, it's a very relaxing bar. And one of the craziest bar scenes I've ever seen there because it started to happen while we were sitting there eating. Uh, there was like maybe at the corner of the bar, there would be like three people. And then the bar is also surrounded by other tables, kind of like straight tables where you could just like sit a drink at and all that. And before you knew it there was this like circle of like 10 people in this very very tight confined space all just hanging out at the bar you can see in this one it got it got far worse as the night went on so uh, you all left and then by the end of it i would say there was maybe 30 or 40 people surrounding the bar all oh yeah i I think so well if you think about it what time are they closing the restaurants in the parks now it's just it's super early and i think it gives this push to city walks people need to eat parks might have been closing and you just don't find much in the they don't seem to keep very much open in the parks in the evening no they don't eating wise we could see you chewing your gum too by the way just soon now (laughs) Oh, well, no, I know. Okay. Well, only the people watching video. Okay. Everyone listening doesn't bother No, they can hear it, too. Don't um, worry. Cool. Uh, so, either way, very popular bar. Lots of different cocktails. Obviously, wine selection is on par. Uh, even got some some beers. They have their Peronis. So, lots to enjoy in terms of that. Uh, the restaurant is actually quite large in terms of uh, how far it extends. The The main dining room area, when you walk in, it's, it's impressive to begin with. And then it also wraps all the way around the back into a separate section that even has a separate uh, little just mini serving station with its own separate uh, beer tap system and uh, some more wine. And Before uh, you even get um, that far back, there's, there's, um, there's that little like side section too that it's – so if, if you're watching and you look at this photo, it's back and on the right. Um, so it's back here. Which is, it's just cool. So the size of this restaurant had, like what you were saying, there's, that's distinctly different sections. So that's one, two, like three or four distinctly different places in this tiny place. And you're not even back in a Cooterville yet, so. Yeah. So it's Chartreuseville, whatever you called it. Yes. Charcuterie. 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 And then it's, you've got some outside seating on the patio. And so overall, you'd. I, I have been there where they've had to turn people away because of how many people, uh, you know, it holds a lot. But I, I've seen this place fill up. So that's that's also a testament to how good it actually is. Uh, so I think enough with actually talking about it. And let's actually dive into You didn't talk it. about the open kitchen. I was going to kind of incorporate that in terms of the food because... When you get to the pasta stuff? Well, yeah, specifically because of the pasta. I mean, obviously, it's an Italian restaurant. You're going to want a lot of pasta. Uh, You know, my instant mind, whenever I'm thinking of pasta, is go get your box of pasta and drop it in a pot of boiling water. And I know this is, you know, only how the lazy people like myself out there do it. And there are a great amount of people out there that actually take the time to roll their own pasta and yeah. cut I'd like it. to and, meet those people and be friends with them. Yeah, no, if those people want to be friends with me, I'm more than happy to be friends with you. And but have them invite you over for dinner. Yes, just, yeah. just once or twice a week. Not much. Yeah, not too much. <laughs> I don't need a carb-heavy diet. I've got enough energy as it is. Um, but I do enjoy fresh pasta every now and then. And one of the big things about this place is, you know, not all of their pasta is fresh made right on site. Uh, but there is a vast amount of pasta that yeah. they do have that is fresh made on site. And because there is this beautiful open kitchen, you, you can, can even see it. see it hanging there. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. 
Oh, it's very cool. And I still haven't done it yet, which I need to do sometime. But then they also have almost like a, it's not a chef's table per se, but it is that counter you can table eat around right, it, right beside yeah. the kitchen. Yeah, that you can eat at if you enjoy that type of dining where you can actually watch the restaurant in action. And I love eating at places like that. I think that's... Well, they, they what's cool, too, is, like, they had the, the you know, there's the, the chefs that are working on, like, the, fr- I don't know if you want to say fry station, but the, the hot, I don't know, the pasta dishes and stuff. But then there was these two that were off to the side, and they were tossing dough and pounding out the dough and putting it in this, like, oven right in front of you. It was just, it was really cool to watch it all happen right there. And, it, and you know, it looks pristine in there. The, that kitchen looks brand new, so they do. It looks very cleanly and clean, and not one of those places where you go and you're like, "Ooh, I don't want to see where they make the food." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, do we want to talk about the food itself now? That's Since we already we got should. the, why did I just do that? I just <laughs> weird, uh, weird thing happened there. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Let's talk about the food. So, uh, like any great restaurant review, we decided to really stuff our faces full. I guess there's no really beating around the bush on this one. Uh, This was a a meal fit for gluttony. Mm -hmm. And boy, were we gluttonous. What did we start off with, Craig? Well, we started off with appetizers. No. Sorry, we started off with... Bread. Boom, bread. <laughs> Their bread was heavenly. Yeah, I would. I mean, it's bread. really good. Yeah. Uh, well, no. Very crisp. Oh, God, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, crisp on the outside. That's what warm I Warm in the middle, light and fluffy. That's where you were it going. Was, I yeah, felt that. Yeah, light, fluffy, so, soft. Good it bread. Was, yeah. It was airy, but there was still enough density to it that you could really enjoy it. The texture was awesome. Yeah, uh... I didn't get to finish my statement on it, but that's fine because I'm happy with it. We showed up for our dining review at uh, 5 o'clock, right, whenever the restaurant opened up. Right now, its operating hours are 5 to 11. Uh, Keep in mind, though, that could change at any point in time. Uh, The last time I went to eat there, it was 3 to 11, so it's just constantly shifting. Eventually, they might bring back lunch. Who knows? City walks a strange, strange land of bizarreness, but... Yes, the bread, because we were there right at 5 o'clock when it opened. We actually couldn't get the bread right away whenever we were seated because they hadn't even brought it over from where they cook the bread uh, at a bigger facility. Um, They don't cook the bread right on site at the restaurant. Not enough room for also bread making there, too, I guess. But once they brought it over, I mean, this thing was hot and piping. It was it was cooked perfectly on the inside. Almost, I wish it would have been a little doughy because sometimes I enjoy that for my bread. But very crispy on the outside. Uh, you could. You mean you wish the outside was doughy? No, I wish the inside was doughy. I'm weird. Well, I thought it was kind of. I like doughy bread as well, but I. I mean, it wasn't. I feel like it maybe was the, kind of close. It was sec- close. Yeah, I was going to say it was borderline there. I feel like if it would have been cooked for a minute less it would have achieved perfect doughiness on the inside okay and overall it was great i had too much bread uh that's the danger when you go to a a, an italian place where you're about to eat you know all these kind of carb heavy things and you start with bread but you're starving when you get there because the restaurant always smells good and you're just you're like eaten away but On, on the table they have olive oil that you can eat it with as well as salt and pepper uh for 
People out there who like to put Parmesan cheese and red pepper flakes on it. I didn't have any red. Not there were not any red pepper I'm flakes. I'm saying on the they table. weren't on there. Yeah, that that was my disappointment. I'm sure you could have asked for red pepper flakes. No, they I put them in the video. They had jars of them in the back. Yes. I'm sure they allowed you to eat them. No, the chef would have came out and slapped you and <laughs> said, How dare you? Let's duel. No flakes for you. No flakes for you. Uh, in terms of our primi on the menu, uh, we started the, the appetizers. We started with the meatballs. Well, technically on the menu, it's meatball, and it costs $10, and it is house-made meatballs and marinara sauce. There's three of them. There's a thinly shaved Parmesan right on top with a little bit of green stuff to keep you healthy, wealthy, and wise. I think it's actually more there for seasoning. Mm, you know, I disagree with that. Okay. It's for health. Money. Everyone needs a little green. Right. About money, too. Uh. Um I'm going to let JL start, because I think she has the strongest feeling on these balls. You got the strongest feeling on the meatballs, JL. Tell us about them. <laughs> Today's conversation so interesting. Um, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Start giggling again. But it's true. You do have I, the strongest I convictions do. on these balls. I, wow. Yes, I do. I enjoyed them very much. And, um, in fact, I could have had a whole meal of just these Meatballs. Um, I felt like they were. Um... <laughs> okay, right. No, I'm sorry. There's a really funny joke on happy endings about fried mac and cheese balls, and the dad's telling the story, and he just very offhandedly, it's. I don't want to say it because it might be borderline inappropriate, but it. Anyone who watches that, it's a really funny thing. So look it up. Go ahead. Okay. Um. Anyway, the meatballs were really great. The texture was good. They were seasoned really well there was enough um flavor and seasoning in it without it being overpowering and um the marinara sauce was a a very good marinara sauce just it was mild not too not too much i don't know how else to explain it there it wasn't it wasn't an overwhelming presence of marinara sauce and um again like i when we when we got these appetizers, I was a little bit regretful that I didn't just order them as an entree because I would have eaten that and been, you know, oh, no. I would have gone on my merry way. Like it would have been good. I mean, to semi quote SNL, there was no beating these balls. Uh, <laughs> they were. I feel like if you said that, I'm allowed to say what I was going to say. <laughs> Has was. the moment passed, or do you still want to throw it that in was, there? No, we're going to move on. No, because, but but uh, I do want to talk about them too. I'm going to talk first because you had the downtrodden opinion okay. on them. I, well, thought, I didn't know if you wanted to sandwich I it. thought these were also great. I thought they were well-seasoned. Uh, they did fall right apart in your mouth as soon mm-hmm. as you put them in. Yeah. Uh, as soon as you, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, all around. <laughs> I'm I, really glad I, I was. <laughs> I still haven't had, like, spaghetti and meatballs at this restaurant yet, but I really should based off of how great these meatballs actually are. Was that straight up on the spaghetti and meatballs? Was that straight up on the menu? I don't. I didn't see a dish okay. that was, like, specifically spaghetti and meatballs. Let me find what I don't think they called, called it spaghetti and meatballs. They called it something else. Yeah, they got classy about and it. And they do have, because I've, I've had it there once. D- were, there's, were there more you wanted to say, or do you want me to talk no, while you, you look for it? you can talk now while I'm looking. I um I don't think they were bad. I mean, you're right. I I think the meat was cooked wonderfully. Like it was really texture wise, perfect, perfect, um, perfectly cooked exactly. Mm-hmm. But but I don't I didn't get a lot of flavor in mine. I they were just bland to me. Now I'm going to um say I don't eat a lot of red meat. So I whenever I do have meatballs, they're usually turkey meat. 
or, or um or like ground turkey or whatever they're not ever red meat so the flavor that you were eating wasn't wasn't a meat flavor the flavor that you got was more from the seasoning of the meat than the actual meat itself yeah i just i um i don't get it I don't get it. I don't know. I, I just, it's not a thing. It, it's just, it, to me, this is a very boring appetizer. Um, and, but I, to say, I wouldn't say they were bad. They were just boring, bland. And I didn't, I didn't like it. But at the same time, I do honestly think now that I'm getting older, my uh, taste buds are starting to flatten out a little bit. So I need like spicier, like I like you strong flavored cake. stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's that though. But I wouldn't say they were bad. I would never say they were bad. So if somebody was going to look for like meatballs, I would be like, this place has great, you know. It's a meatball. It's a, it's, that's a big meatball. That's, that's a, a big, good meatball. It's a good meatball. Uh, also on the menu, we tried the calamari, uh, calamari served with cherry peppers and marinara sauce. Oh shoot. I should have ate the pepper. I didn't know what yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't eat the pepper either, but that's just because I was getting full. And uh, but this calamari, uh, very unique in that if you've ever had calamari before, usually it comes in a basket or on a plate, just completely soaked in grease and yeah. completely disgusting. Uh, this is quite the opposite, almost to the point that this more or less had an appearance of being baked. Uh, it yeah. was definitely fried, but. It was fried so well that it wasn't overly greasy. I mean, there was that hint of grease to it, but very crispy on the outside. Uh, a good, uh, a good taste on it. No um, chewy pieces. I didn't. We didn't. Yeah, I didn't hit. I didn't hit a single one. So no, no, no. Uh, not not even a little bit. Um, just a slight hint of salt in it. Mm-hmm. And overall, if the if you like calamari, this is actually some of the. The best calamari that I've tried at restaurants. Granted, oh, I yeah. don't go around ordering it every place I go. Well, um, and I'm from, um, you know, right next to the water in oh, Massachusetts. So you it, had to think a while there about where you <laughs> no, were from. I, I was debating whether I say it or not. But, you know, from like Carver, Massachusetts, like, so Plymouth is right next door. And, you know, you can go right down there and get like the lobster and the um, calamari and stuff like that right out of the ocean. But, like, it's. Uh, this is the best we're in central florida we're in like a tight little landlocked space here so seafood's not always the best here but this was some maybe some of the best calamari i've had like ever so um my only complaint is that i hate that it has marinara sauce with it because uh, i didn't i think that my, maybe was my issue with the meatball i didn't like the marinara sauce it's a very mild marinara sauce it's, it's yeah there's not a lot of I like seasoning. A, i like a spicy marinara yeah and there's yeah. there's not a lot of seasoning in the marinara sauce yeah so it wasn't it wasn't my preferred sauce with the calamari, but but the calamari I didn't I normally always dip my calamari, but this calamari I don't even think I needed the sauce. It was nope. that good. Like, it didn't. I but did I thought it again. It, I thought the I thought the marinara balanced it out rather well, but that was just my opinion. But it didn't need it on its own. Uh, the last appetizer that we did have was the prosciutto arugula pizza, arugula. Uh, which. Coming in it, sorry, I forgot to say before, the calamari was $10. This uh, prosciutto arugula pizza clocked in at $14, uh, mm. topped with mozzarella, parmigiano, reggi- reggiano. Ah, screw it, I can't say it right. Why am I trying? Uh, organic extra virgin olive oil, courtesy of Rachel Ray, lemon and oregano. Um, I think the consensus at our table, we were also there with uh, Pete and then Steve, uh, doing a big family dinner, and the consensus at the table was because of the uh, saltiness from the cured prosciutto on top uh, is that it was a little bit too heavy on that end. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Just a just a li- like a little bit because I, it's such a good. It, it would be something I might even try again, just because like I I like the idea of it and it, like the crust itself was good, but it just yeah it had that yeah it was tinge defi- in your it mouth. It was definitely like, the prosciutto because if you got bites without the prosciutto in it, it was oh, perfect. It was per- yeah, the dough is perfect. Oh yeah, the absolutely. The bread in this amazing. restaurant's fantastic. Uh, yeah, the 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 greenery on it was good. It was just that very very salty mm-hmm. meat. End but, of story. Yeah, and but that's how it's supposed to be made, from what I understand. Exactly, prosciutto is extremely salty. Better, so. better the salty meat than the salty. Yeah, it's like someone <laughs> complaining that the prosciutto is too salty would be like complaining that bacon is too salty and that that's Sorry, just he's... how it is i'm trying to truck right through <laughs> it I, I feel like he's whispering bad things to me <laughs> i feel like that's all of our jobs whenever one of us tries to derail this yeah. the other people just, just gotta keep through. going with it um overall i thought this was my favorite of the three appetizers that we had because i love prosciutto uh this was so salty and Excellent, and it didn't say anything about garlic in the ingredients, but I was getting some mm, strong mm-hmm. garlic vibes yeah, all throughout garlic. it too. That were just that like, was also intensifying that flavor. But the lemon is a surprising, ways. surprising inclusion in that. That when you read that description, I'm like, oh, that must have been the like that, oh yeah, that citrusy, which I, I love. Again, I love. It's exactly what JL said. It, it was very fresh, very green, and like light. Again, another thing. The calamari was very light. This pizza felt very light as salty or as with the olive oil and everything but it still felt light it did feel light but at the same time too uh at 14 dollars, i would say of the three appetizers we got this is the only thing that if you have uh, a family of four or more that is actually in line of sharing if you're only planning on getting one appetizer the calamari was a very small serving yeah. uh, one that could have been eaten on its own you shouldn't eat all that on your own but it could have been eaten on its own and the meatballs again you might be able to split that between two people like i know jl could have used a single ball for herself i could have used a single ball for myself um i just went with a halfy you went with a half a ball that's fine but oh overall i felt the pizza for that little extra pizza <laughs> that pizza for a little extra i don't why am i channeling forrest gump now that pizza for 14 dollars more jenny was, loves her pizza jenny jenny loves jenny. pizza <laughs> please god make me a pizza so i can eat far far away <laughs> i think i need a box of chocolates to get through this episode we all got zingers in that one. Side note. <laughs> Good work, I was so excited. I did not realize that all the park bench scenes with Forrest waiting on the bus stop bench were filmed in Savannah. So when we stumbled yeah. upon the actual square, we were all so excited. Did you? Did somebody did tell you? That. Or were you just like in the square and were like, what's happening here? Why do I know this place? Uh, we were told. We were told. That's still really cool. But it was like one of those things where you're just walking and then he's like, oh, and then there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so Kylie, fetch me a box of chocolates immediately. We have a photo op. I just had to squat. <laughs> there was still a bench there. Did not work out well. Ripped my pants. <laughs> Wasn't a good night. Let's move on to our entrees. So uh in terms of entrees on the menu, you have two different varieties to go from. You have pasta or you have your uh more entree-based dishes that are some with a little bit of pasta still included in it, but your chickens, your fish, uh, your beef, your veal, all that goodness. Um, We were split down the middle. 
uh, we ordered six entrees overall, and three of them were pasta-style entrees. The other three were the more of the, as the menu refers to, refers to them as seconde. I thought that <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, D- these desserts are weird. Yes, seconde. Um, so I will start with mine. Go. We're going to go with it. Uh, I enjoyed the lamb ragu. Um, I I do have a, a little bit of an issue here because I can't tell the difference. Mm. I'm going to put up the picture. I think this is the lamb ragu. That is the mm. lamb ragu. Okay. And, oh. of course, like I didn't mention Pound it on meat. the top of the show, but all of the photos of the food and the interiors of the restaurant and that will be in the show notes page at disunplug.com. The lamb ragu was uh, spaghetti, their version of hollow spaghetti, which I know JL and I were both getting a kick out of. Yeah, that was um, weird. It was like eating <laughs> it was a straw. straw. It was eating a pasta I thought, straw. I thought well, it looked really thick when you got it on the plate. I was like, man, that pasta is really thick pasta. Yeah, and well, and because it was you know hollow like a straw, like we just said, the thing yeah. that was so weird about it is I often... Okay, I don't know if y'all oh, you think this is group, but I often try to slurp in my spaghetti with a, you know, but because it was hollow in the... <laughs> That's Hannibal Lecter trying to eat somebody. Okay, um, but because it was hollow in the middle, that became much more difficult and labored, and that's when I realized um, this isn't working because the pasta is hollow. Yeah. Interesting. No, it was uh, definitely a... Uh, not a suck up, but a shove in. You know, Lady and the go. Tramp would have never been able to do it no. with that type of shove pasta. Oh, it was a shove and go. Uh, shove the the go. lamb ragu, though, was uh, slow cooked lamb uh, served as like ground lamb uh, with marinara sauce and then just their version of spaghetti. Uh, overall, for sixteen dollars for this one, in terms of the pasta, it ranges from thirteen dollars to seventeen dollars. This one came in at sixteen. Uh, I thought for the amount of money it cost that the portion size was excellent uh to the point that i only finished half of my meal and had to take the other half home i mean there's uh, a lot of lamb in that oh this photo doesn't even do it justice i remember, i was like oh that's a bowl of meat they just brought you i would say it was about a pound overall and it was probably half a pound of lamb and half a pound of pasta this was a heavy dish but at the same time because of that hollow pasta and the ground lamb it all kind of together it was very light at the same time uh the swat the swaths the swaths again the, the swaths was so the swaths was not <laughs> sweet but not spicy uh it was just right down the middle of the line i i do enjoy their marinara sauce there and overall the i love lamb how was the reheatability on this excellent yeah i, I love reheated pasta any reheated pasta is good in my book that's just me though uh, so yeah, overall, I would absolutely 100% get mine again. The just all the flavors in this, it was just bursting. Uh, you know, and it was. I, I'm a big fan of just getting spaghetti with meat sauce. So to have that little extra variety because it's lamb instead of your normal ground beef or ground sausage or anything like that. It just ground pork, not ground sausage. Um, it just added that little extra kick to it. I really appreciated it. I liked it a lot. So, JL, what'd you have? I had the chicken marsala. Oh, bouncing into the entrees. That came with sauteed mushrooms and a marsala wine sauce. And the pasta was capellini. Mm, Capellini. I really enjoyed this meal. Um, The reason being, we had already had things before, as we mentioned, the appetizers and the bread. 
And so I didn't want to order something really heavy. And yet it's hard to not eat something heavy when you're eating pasta. But this really kind of hit the spot. Um, The capellini was just very light and very thin. And um, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry? What is that thing that you just said? Capellini? Yeah, what is it? That's the pasta that comes with Oh, okay. It's the type of pasta. You can see the noodles if you flash back to the picture. They're a very thin, slim noodle. They're not the major things like we were talking about before. It's very close to angel hair. Yeah, it it reminded me of angel angel hair. Yeah, yeah. it reminded me of angel hair pasta. And, um, you know, the, the chicken was cooked well. It wasn't too dry. I think one of the things that I liked... Uh, most about it though was the red wine sauce it was kind of like this um combination of an au jus sauce but still not being you know thin and liquidy it would it still had a sauce quality to it and again it wasn't real heavy now i really like mushrooms so this was a plus for me but in case you don't like mushrooms you should be aware there was a the mushroom flavor it was very present Mm -hmm. so um (laughs) That's that weird sound effect. I know. Here. I just it was it was good. That was a that was a plus in my book. But for somebody who you know doesn't really like mushrooms, and I'm not a big mushroom guy. And this, this is not was something one that I was you like, would. Ugh. Yeah, this is not something you would want to eat then because that mushroom flavor was very strong. Mm-hmm. It was it was very present. But um, it was it really hit the spot, and it was um, not too heavy. I. I did, you know, I had to work diligently to get through my meal, but that's because I'd already had so much before this even started. Had I not, with the portion size and the, um, I don't want to say it was a light meal because it was because it wasn't too light. It was satisfying. I guess I know I would have gotten to the end of this meal and felt satisfied without feeling um, overwhelmed and heavy. That's a good way to put it. That is a good way of putting it. Rhino. Okay. I'm going to skip you right now. Oh, no. Just because your meal was too similar to JL's in a way, so I feel like I need to That's balance true. it out. Let's jump back into the pasta dish. Um, and I'm going to... I think... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying about it. I know Kylie's had it before, but uh, Steve ordered the fettuccine carbonara, which was uh, served in a Parmesan cream sauce pancetta was in there grilled chicken breast and peas uh which all of those together look and sound heavenly yeah this looks Um, like a tuna the tuna casserole i kylie's had this before whenever we've gone there and i absolutely loved it whenever i got to try her bites we don't share food um no no one should ever share food uh joey doesn't share food I didn't take a bite of the one that was served tonight, but Steve did share some of his feelings on it, which I think I did not write down. Apparently, I did not write it down. But from what I remember, he did say that the sauce was way heavier than he was expecting it to be. He thought it was going to be a lot lighter of a cream sauce. He ended um, up taking a lot of his meal home. Yeah, exactly. he didn't eat too much at the restaurant of yeah. that. And then again, and he also said that the uh, pancetta 
and it added to the saltiness factor, and it might have been close to being a little too salty. Uh, but one thing he appreciated was that the chicken breast in it wasn't just kind of like sat on top, but instead it was evenly distributed when it was already uh, coming to the table, and that was kind of nice. So, Because I, I do appreciate whenever restaurants do that. I don't like whenever I just get a piece of meat dropped on top of pasta or yeah. rice or something else. I hate mixing it. And then it's like, oh, i got to mix it myself, and I can never get it perfectly. And you but spill whenever, it over the table. Yeah, I mean. When they do it ahead of time, I just feel like it's already uh, it's already well done. Um, but then I will move on to Pete's. He had the herb roasted chicken, which was an oven roasted half chicken with baby potatoes, grilled asparagus, onion, and natural jus. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got the jus in there. Um, no, jus didn't. Uh, pete said that it was excellent that the chicken was juicy uh overall it was well prepared and seasoned and the seasoning wasn't overdone like uh he was finding with some of the other things that were served there uh the the potatoes made the dish seem a lot larger and those onions and the asparagus definitely added to the uh to the portion size overall, but generally Pete felt that it was a human-sized portion. It wasn't anything that was going to be over-daunting, I feel like, the same way with your dish and uh, probably with rhinos coming up. But, uh, no, at $18, I would say that uh, it definitely wouldn't be a bad choice. My problem is I have to be very picky with what chicken I choose whenever I eat out because chicken's one of those things that I feel like I can make it well at home, so why should I give restaurants a chance to try to impress me? I know, that's a very weird statement, but that's how things work in my head. <laughs> in uh, Craig's world. We're going to shoot that back to Rhino, who had the... Piccata. 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 You got a piccata. With $16. chicken. With chicken. Yeah, here's a beautiful photo of it. Mm. Mm. Looks real good. Um, yeah, it was it was good. Do you do you have the description? I don't remember. I didn't. Oh, the, the description ch- of the actual menu item. It's chicken, yeah. white wine, lemon capers, and capellini. Yeah. Um, so uh, I thought it was really good. Um, it definitely, as you can see, it has that lemon right on the side with it too. It definitely. If you're like, oh, I can handle a hint of lemon, this is not the dish for you. It was very lemony, um, which is fine with me because I love lemon, any flavor of lemon, whatever. So I I, I made the right choice. Um, I'm not a big red sauce person um, really at all. So I'm, I'm really happy that they had options like this that weren't just like pasta with red sauce. Um, the – let me see. The, um, the, the pasta, though, that came with it, I, I want to say – did you say the name of it? It was the Capellini. I don't know. Okay, Let's so, say it for the oh, so it was the No, no, no. Are I was just guessing what that was. I thought it was a meat. <laughs> oh, no. You, yeah. So you had the same type of pasta I had. Yeah, it, it, was, it was what it was. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't like there was no extra sauce on it. You're supposed to be using the sauce from that, which is fine. Um, it was. Um, it definitely had a little bit, like maybe a little, little salty because I'm not – I don't use salt really ever and um i definitely kind of felt a little bit in this but um it was three nice cuts of chicken um and the chicken was like perfectly cooked it was probably some of the best pieces of chicken i've had in a restaurant um and i i mean i ate my whole plate but that doesn't say very much because i do that no matter where i go i have some weird childhood issue that i just can't let go and yeah and i'm always like there's starving kids in the world and 
I got to eat the last hot dog. But um, it was good. I, I, I'm happy with what I ordered. Uh, I would. I don't know if I, I loved it enough that I'd be like, I've got to go back and eat that one dish again. But, um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it, was, good. it was light. I felt very light after I was eating it. It wasn't heavy at all. So good. another light dish. Yeah, no, it looked really excellent. I had a piece of your chicken, and yeah. it, uh, oh, it was... It was, it was savory. I could yeah. see myself ordering this one in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last dish that we had, which was a table dish, uh, something Pete was very excited about uh, because it was a dish he had multiple times uh, whenever he was in Italy, was the, and excuse me because I am going to okay. screw up the pronunciation on this one, so <laughs> I'm going to pull it. Wait, pronunciation. Wait, okay, hold on. Pronunciation. I'm going to screw up the pronunciation of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what's called that's, I, that's inception that's right there. Classic. It was like a schoolhouse rock, like pronounce, and you said the noun part of it. And, ooh, like balloon letters flew at us. <laughs> the uh, so the last dish that we had that was kind of for the entire table was the ametriani. Amet- a Metriani, yeah, I believe. I feel is like that's how, how he's Metriana said it. or something along that line. Uh, basically, it was that same uh, big thick, thick pasta, thick style pasta spaghetti that I had with my lamb ragu uh, that was served with pancetta, pecorino, tomato sauce, and bucatini. Uh, overall, the way Pete was describing this dish, and also kind of described by the server, is that it was going to be. You know, not too heavy, not too light, um, and not really big on the sweetness, but definitely had that kick of spiciness to it. Um, Yeah, he mentioned chili. Yeah, red, like red red chili chili pepper pepper, flakes, and that should be in it. And uh, then on top of having the pancetta in there, too, it should have um, added a little extra zing to it. Um, Overall, Obviously, it didn't live up to Pete's expectations of what he had in Italy, but I don't know if anything on this menu would really add a, uh, meet expectations of what you have in a foreign country. I know that now from German food, uh, coming back here and having to deal with the stuff that I deal with. It's just not as good as it was over there. Um, but overall, I thought this was actually a really good dish. I did, um, too, because it didn't have that spicy kick to it i think if it had had the spicy kick to it i wouldn't have liked it as much but as it was i enjoyed it i would have i would have appreciated the spicy kick at the end uh i really would have hoped for it i didn't get it but at the same time too it was an excellent dish yeah i just I, wouldn't recommend it to anyone who is expecting that spiciness if, to it. I, in fact if i ever go back i will probably order that dish because mm. I, I didn't i enjoyed it I didn't even try it because when you said it wasn't spicy, I was like, it's not worth it for me. Because again, I don't, I don't like like straight up pasta and red sauce. I, I just, well, it's just not my thing. That's, that's fine. All right, Debbie Downey. It, Fifteen dollars. I, <laughs> I didn't think the portion size was bad at all either. And overall, it was just, it was a really good meal with a good portion, and it is something that I would order again, especially knowing that it was just added to the menu along with the ragu and a couple other things just recently. just a month ago is yeah. what he said. So I don't know how long they'll stick around. They might just be more seasonal items right now. Uh, but guys... I like that their menu is changing and evolving and they're mm-hmm. not just keeping it flat. Did you guys have the lasagna when you went the first time? Um, no, we didn't. But when I went with my kids, my kids 
ordered that. It's a very heavy lasagna. Is it because that it's, was my almost? That was my backup. It is a lot of cheese what? and a lot of meat. It's it's definitely a heavy heavy dish. You would get that Garfield. Got a case of the Mondays. I had a case of the Mondays. Was well, it Wednesday? Mon- yeah. Okay. If we would have went there on Monday like we were originally supposed to, I would have said get the get the, the lasagna. lasagna. <laughs> get it. Get it for Garfield's sake. <laughs> <laughs> So, overall, our entrees, uh, you know, I, I think we picked all good winners as far as it goes. Yeah. Uh, and just overall with their menu, starting at $13 for the cheapest items going up to $27 for the most expensive, I don't I don't think the prices are overly ridiculous. I remember when we did our dining plan show and we chose to eat at Vivo, that was one of the big issues that we couldn't get our money's worth out of it because everything was such a good value mm-hmm. at this restaurant. And between the actual the food that they serve there, the taste, the portion size and the prices, uh you can't even beat that. We didn't even get the dessert. I know. Yeah. Well, wait, before we do get to dessert, I think we should bring up I Granted, I didn't look over every single item on that menu. Maybe I should have, but I don't remember any. Um, are there vegetarian options? What I'm, I'm thinking about for like special people with special dietary needs. I don't know if there's anything specifically on the menu that's designated as vegetarian. I know there's not anything on there that is designated as vegan. However, the first time that Craig and I ate there uh, almost a year ago, um, I spoke with my server about, you know, wanting a vegan meal and without any problem, um, they accommodated that. And out of the three times that I've eaten at this restaurant, that was actually the best meal that I've ever had there. And to the, and Craig was even, um, he had wished that he had gotten what I had, what I had gotten that, Mm -hmm. that vegan meal that time, because it was so good. But um, anyway, I, I, I just thought I should mention that. I, I don't remember there being anything specifically designated on the menu. But so you're they saying are, you should ask when you go. They like are able to accommodate that, and they do it with a smile on their face the entire time. There's no um, feeling of awkwardness or uncomfortableness. You're not made to feel like you're inconveniencing anyone. We should say that in general, too, because we had a really good server. Um, he was very attentive. Um, Teej. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, TJ Miller was our server, and um, we we I, I don't know. I thought that was it was very nice, and we, I mean we were pretty much the first people in the restaurant. But then um, by the end by dessert, the restaurant was pretty full. So he still had a bunch of tables, but he was still coming back, checking on us, making sure everything wasn't. A, but he wasn't. It didn't feel rushed. He had like a conversation with us and everything like that, and he was very um, informed on the the food. So okay. hopefully that the rest of the staffs like that too. Yeah. Uh, so overall, in terms of just flat out, yeah, you're right. Nothing sticks out on the menu. Like they don't have anything. They that don't says, have anything specifically designated. But like, you. I'm guessing just based on my looking through here real quick and knowing ingredients, like they have uh, this puttanesca, which has olives, capers, tomato sauce, oregano, and then the type of pasta is pecari pac- tubes. So that's something. Unless the tomato sauce is, you know originally made with meat and then they you know what about the gnocchi what kind of the gnocchi that's also another one unless fennel cream sauce is made with some type of meat that i am unaware with 
unaware um, of. Unaware um, of. I had yes. a pet fennel as a kid, so who knows? Yeah. So I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not quite sure, but at the same time, if you know your ingredients, then. But either way, yeah, you'll get what you want. Let's wrap this up with a little dessert, mm-hmm. um, and we got to start with the worst of the desserts, uh, which was quite shocking. Um, but yeah. the cannoli, uh, you know, cannolis are. Your number one basic Italian go to Italian dessert besides tiramisu. Um, and this one was extremely disappointing and it was kind of scary. So, this was the regular portion of the cannoli, which was just two small cannolis on a plate with the cream inside and then little pistachios and powdered sugar uh, on top. But and now, or Universal seems to be going into this uh, shared dessert type of fad that we saw with our NBC Sports Grill and Brew uh, banana cake. 42 person banana cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have something similar at Vivo, which is a big cannoli that is. 14 feet 14, long. 14, 14 inches. 14. 14 feet. They have the world's <laughs> largest cannoli. Yeah, you just it's, so, it's like, yeah. 14, 14 it's like a trough 14 of cream. Feet. It's 14 all the inches. same thing. If you well, Two pounds <laughs> of cream inside. So massive. And, um, and it's like 14 bucks for this thing, too. So it's not cheap. Uh, but... Overall, just having the small cannolis, which were the exact same, it was disappointing. Don't do it. They weren't filled completely with cream right away. It was this kind of like there was just lots of sections with open air, and it, it, they just weren't good. No, they weren't and good. It, it's sad because if you look at this photo right here, it, you're like, oh, the pistachio. It's going to have a really strong pistachio flavor. And I bit into it, and I was like, it doesn't taste like anything. It just it, – it, the textures were fine, but it, it was bland. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we had some other winners. I think the next one in terms of winners, my favorite, which was the one that I specifically picked out, it was the ricotta cheesecake, uh, which was served with a little bit of candy on top there, and then candied fruits and fresh fruits, blackberries, uh, raspberries, and uh, blueberries. Um, if you like ricotta cheesecake, which obviously it doesn't just taste like ricotta cheese out of the box, and it doesn't taste like just normal cheesecake. It is this. It's strange, like a texture thing. Yeah, it's a texture thing. It tastes more like regular cheesecake with a slight hint of ricotta and a definitely a, a big ricotta texture, uh, but when mixed with these fresh berries and a little bit of the candied side to it too, this thing, I could have scarfed it down in probably 30 seconds or less. And, and again... This also felt like a very light piece of cheesecake. Like, yes. you go to the Cheesecake Factory, it's very dense, very whatever. This was – everybody, I was like, oh, this – I don't feel bad about eating this cheesecake. Yeah. So. Did it feel like it was, it was, like, whipped? Yeah. No, it, it, when he said the ricotta texture, that's what it felt like. You know, a little crumbly, little okay. – like, that kind of – it wasn't – it didn't feel like that com- condensed feeling to it. So, yes. very light. Very so, nice in your mouth. And the last dessert that we had, which I think was the winner for some and the winner for not one, but – the warm bread pudding, mm. which was apparently a fork was in the way whenever an A bomb went off. And <laughs> only the shadow whenever of the, the fork was sugar left bomb. behind. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't tell if he like took that off because they were like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna give them spoons because there's so many and they're gonna share," or if that's like the aesthetic or not. But I loved this dessert. It, it, the first bite I had, okay. It, it was it was really well made. It came in that little thing. It was nice and hot. Um, uh, or it looked like it was going to be really, really hot. And it wasn't really when I ate it. But um, it tasted like 
Christmas. Um, it had an orange flavor to it, which is something I don't think I've really ever tasted with like bread pudding before. So it was like an unexpected flavor for me. Um, I don't know if it's the best cooked bread pudding I've ever had. Cause like you like your bread. I like my bread pudding to be a little doughy or like, yeah. you know, some kind of liquidy in the middle. And I feel like it wasn't quite as liquidy as it could be, but I would, I would get this again, probably just cause I liked that orange cinnamon, like flavor cinnamony cinnamony but you didn't you didn't you didn't you didn't like it very much i mean you didn't hate it i didn't hate it it was fine i agree with you it tasted like christmas eve to me and you said like the words as soon as i was supposed to say them at the table maybe i'm maybe i'm just not feeling christmasy right now crimp make me crimson (laughs) you know i'm not feeling crimsony right now but you like banana next week banana Um, bread pudding you said I, I like do. banana bread pudding. Well, and I, I'm with him, and so that might have been what messed me up. I, you know, maybe I was just expecting a different flavor. I don't know. I mean, it was fine. I ate it. It was, it was cool. I just wasn't like, wow, this is amazing. I honestly would have rather Pete was have in had love with it. Pete did he love loved it. Loved it. Yeah. I would have rather have ended my meal and got up and go have dessert somewhere else. I think it was the amaretto flavor in it that was very. Mm-hmm. hit or miss if you're a fan of amaretto then Not. you would enjoy this um, i didn't even notice that but yeah yeah uh overall though i thought this dessert was excellent a little too much for one person to take on by themselves not because of the size just because of the strong flavors but you know their desserts besides the cannoli miss which i feel like they wouldn't miss if we would have got the big cannoli uh but getting the small ones that was a big bit of a miss but overall i think uh i think we had a fantastic meal there. The value was good with the ridiculous amount of food we ordered. It ended up being only like $33 per person. And that was with an extra entree. And, and the annual pass holder, is yeah, that with the discount? Or that was before with, the discount? With, yeah, that was before the discount. Yeah. With the discount, it took it down to like 145 because there is a 15% annual pass holder discount. Uh, regardless, it's a really good value. I think this is still, it's, not forgotten because people are going there, but we rave so much about uh, Cowfish and some of the other options at City Walk. But Vivo is still right up there with them. Something that oh, we yeah. should all it's go good. to a little. Well, weren't you saying this was kind of like your default, your go-to on City Walk? Did you say that at some point, or am I dreaming it up in my I head? I have like six of those. Well, and it, I say it a lot. For me, it used to be like I before we started doing the show in January. Like I didn't really think of like oh, I never think of great food there, and then like I was excited for cowfish open so that being our first thing we went to like i was like this is my go-to place now mm-hmm. and then the nbc um sports uh um, and brew yeah like i didn't i was like oh this is gonna be terrible but the food there is great and now i'm like oh man if somebody wants to go to eat at city walk like i went to go before it was open trying to go to it again but they were closed because it was the grand opening so they were doing the media event but um and then after this, I don't normally go to Italian food restaurants, which is weird because I really like Italian food, but I just don't find I enjoy the experience. Like, I hate Olive Garden. Um, and Maggiano's is okay. Um, but I don't know. It, it, this one, for me, though, the, the, the number one word I would say is I felt light the entire meal. It wasn't like I didn't – when I eat Italian food, I feel like you can't eat too much of it and then you immediately feel full. And I, I like to eat my food. And um, – here I feel like we, you, you know, it's like what you said. We had a, an appetizer, an entree, desserts, and the bread, and like, yeah, I was full when I was done, but I also ate like crazy. So, I would go here again for sure. Yeah, it, good. You know, so that's my my take on it. Positive. Good. 
overall, I think we all enjoyed it. So uh, I'm happy. I'm happy. I think anyone who's coming to Dizzapalooza in just a short time from now will absolutely uh, enjoy themselves Manhattan. if they choose this place, Cowfish. Yeah, there's uh, lots of any good of the options. Ones we've talked about. Lots of good options there. Yes. So uh, with that, I think we are going to wrap things up. Uh, but before we go, remember, I hope you are subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, leaving us comments and feedback, uh, checking out our show notes page at disunplug.com, where you'll find everything from pictures, videos, uh, you know, the other shows like the Disney World edition, the Disneyland edition, uh, connecting with Walt and near and dear to my heart, the trip. <laughs> No, just because I'm on that one too. Uh, and yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff to find there. Make sure you're following us on social media and watching out for anything that we might do on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope, all that jazz. And if you don't, we will track you down oh, that and we will jazz. find you and we will kill you. Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, dark I got really a niece in there. You're going to take him? You're going to take him? I hate myself. Yeah, okay, that was a God, We're ending on a really terrible it. note. Yeah. We'll see. Thank you, everyone, for button? watching out there. Well, uh, we won't be back next week because it's Thanksgiving Day, so everyone eat some turkey. Get ready for the big fat man in the red. Uh, how, how dare you? I'm soon. wearing black today. <laughs> uh, get ready for him, and uh, we will see you in two weeks. So, I'm going to push the button. That's going to do it okay. for this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. But remember... Italians are universal. Wow.